This is News Talk 980 CKNW. 646 on this Sunday morning. That means it's time to check in with Rick Forchak. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Jill. Good morning. And we're starting with Geostorm. Yes, we've got Gerard Butler here back in what's now a familiar role. He's tasked once again with saving the world, as he did in Olympus Has Fallen and London Has Fallen. And once again, Jill, he's up close and personal with the President of the United States, played here by Andy Garcia. Well, this time, Butler is Jake Lawson, the mechanical genius who took the International Space Station several steps beyond what it is today in this near-future time, and he helped organize a matrix around the Earth that managed out-of-control weather, dealing effectively with floods, earthquakes, tornadoes, and other global events. Now, something is wrong. His estranged brother, Max, played by Jim Sturgis, was his partner of sorts in this venture, working with the U.N. and other world bodies to get the political part of this all done. But now the weather controls seem to have a mind of their own, choosing to freeze a village of 300 souls in the Afghan desert, rock solid, creating mass hysteria in Hong Kong and Tokyo as massive earthquakes set off the underground gas systems, and creating a tidal wave rushing through Dubai. It's especially those... uh, interesting shots that uh, really make this worthwhile. It's sabotage. Everybody's a suspect, especially the American president. And the special effects, as I said, are just outstanding, especially those on the more, much more complex than today, International Space Station. And they actually look more realistic in space than some of the groundbound shots, especially those trying to make Louisiana look like Florida. This, Jill, is a popcorn movie with many stereotypical characters, several of which just might, be, might as well be cardboard cutouts placed to simply advance the action. But that's okay, because we don't want to go see a big-budget disaster movie for in-depth character studies. Abby Cornish is a Secret Service agent assigned to the president. Romanian access, uh, actress uh, Alexandra Maria Lara is the chief science officer on the ISS. And Ed Harris is the Secretary of State. And for what it's worth, this one's good entertainment. And uh, as I say, it's not brain surgery, but it's great fun. A 14A rating, show. All right, a good popcorn movie. Uh, what about Only the Brave? Yeah, well, you know, the mark of good storytelling is to take an event based on reality to which everybody knows the outcome and still tell a story dripping with tension that keeps the audience engaged fully. That's what James Cameron did with Titanic. We all know that the ship goes down at the end, but the story was gripping. And so it is with the story of the Granite Mountain Hotshots, the forest firefighting team that lost 19 of its 20 members in the Yarnell, Arizona fire in June of 2013. It was the greatest loss of life by first responders in the U.S. since the events of 9-11 in New York City. In order to appreciate the gravity of the loss, characters have to be developed in such a fashion that we care for them. And in the early going, it appears that this might not be possible because the physically adept young men who made up the team weren't always very nice people. Josh Brolin is a dead ringer for Superintendent Eric Marsh, uh, known as Soup here, the man who headed up firefighting operations in Prescott, Arizona, and who created the hot shots and had them certified to go to the front lines. Uh, His characterization is a warts-and-all performance that doesn't attempt to convince us that he and each member of his team were nothing more than red-blooded heroes. Each was flawed and, in many cases, not all that likable, but as the story progresses, we come to know their families and we understand their shortcomings, and we begin to understand, just like the people in our own lives that are not perfect, but we love them totally. Now, the story is told through the eyes of Brendan McDonough, played by Miles Teller. 
He's a 21-year-old who flirted too much with drugs, who broke up with his pregnant girlfriend via text message, and whose own mother threw him out of the house after he returned from an evening of drinking, brawling, and getting caught in a police sting when he tried to steal from a parked bait car. We follow the formation of the team, their certification as the first municipal hotshot team in the U.S., and their work saving homes and families from the ravages of wildfires. The action skips forward in time and allows us to come to know these people. Uh, the movie's longish at two hours and 13 minutes, but that running time is necessary to develop ties with the characters and their families. Notable here is Jennifer Connelly as Amanda Marsh, wife of the soup. Uh, hers is a well-rounded character that offers a great insight into the stresses and strains that families go through when their spouses work in life-threatening jobs day-to-day. Vancouver's Taylor Kitsch is excellent in his role, another well-fleshed-out character. Uh, we know how it ends for the 19, but we still find it brings a tear to your eye. Jill, it's a good movie. It's a 14A rating, and that is uh, the only the brave. All right. Uh, let's move on to uh, The Snowman. Yeah, although the previews make this crime thriller look like it has a lot to offer, the execution, rather than the bodies of the women piling up as the serial killer of the title does his work, is sadly lacking. We have an excellent cast here, along with some big people behind the film. The executive producer is Martin Scorsese. The stars include Oscar nominee Michael Fassbender and Oscar winner J.K. Simmons, along with a foreign setting in Oslo, Norway, and a successful series of novels as the source material. With all of that going on, Jill, and a promotion that made it look like a taut thriller with supernatural overtones, The Snowman is a crashing bore. Most of the scenes are shot during winter, and that's fair enough. Otherwise, the serial killer preying on women would not be able to leave his signature ugly snowman outside the residence of each of his victims, but it creates a stark, sterile look with all the white snow against the gray buildings, matching up perfectly with police investigator Harry Hole, played by Fassbender, because his character seems to be sleepwalking through the story. The snowman's victims are beheaded and dismembered and somewhat graphically done, and it's gratuitous at best and revolting at worst, but beyond all that, the movie isn't a thriller, it's a snoozer for the most part, and a disappointing display of talent that really ought to know better. Uh, the rating's 18A for The Snowman, and uh, it's not going to do well. <laughs> all right, uh, let's move on to Netflix. Yeah, a couple of good things on Netflix. Uh, Jerry before Seinfeld. Uh, this is a Netflix original, it's current. It's a sharp documentary that looks at Jerry Seinfeld as he returns to the comic strip. That's the club where he began his career at age 20, working for free hamburgers as he sharpened and developed his style and his jokes. His 40-minute routine, peppered with new material and a lot of his classics, is interrupted by film clips of him returning to his family home back in the old neighborhood. There are old home movies, and there's a lot of warmth and some very funny moments, Jill. That's a PG rating. And also, our brand is Crisis from 2015. Now, this is easily the worst title for a movie in many years. It tells us nothing as to what this film might be. Sandra Bullock is Jane. She's a longtime political consultant who takes on a job in Bolivia to help get the existing government re-elected. Sounds simple enough, but her old rival, Pat Candy, played by Billy Bob Thornton, is working for the opposition, and he knows a lot about how to win. Bullock did double duty here, starring in as well as producing the film, which is based on actual events and actual people, although it is somewhat fictionalized. A good film, though, good story, but a bad title. Our brand is Crisis is a 14A rating.
Yeah, unless you work in PR, you probably didn't get the title for that one. That's true. Uh, Crave TV, what do they have over there? A very interesting new series. It's called Shut Eye. It stars Jeffrey Donovan. He was the star of Burn Notice. Uh, He's back in this Crave TV original series. It is actually from Hulu in the U.S., the same folks that brought us The Handmaid's Tale, in which he plays a failed magician who, after a freak accident, goes to work as a psychic. Not the real thing, or maybe he is. Season one consists of ten episodes. Season two has been assured, coming early next next year. It's an 18A rating for Shut Eye on Crave TV. All right. Uh, and taking a look at television, The Simpsons are still going strong. Uh, yes, ma'am. Uh, Tree House of Horror 28. And, uh, <laughs> this is the 28th consecutive year The Simpsons put on their Halloween show, which, even if you are not a regular viewer, is always something to see, often parodying popular horror culture. Uh, tonight, Homer cannibalizes himself, Maggie becomes possessed by an ancient demon, and Lisa finds herself in an alternate universe where her family is perfect and perfectly normal. That's tonight on Fox on The Simpsons Show. you got to wonder, 28 years, how they've still been able to come up with new ideas for the Halloween special. Yeah, and you know what's amazing is not one of these characters is aged today. <laughs> and they all sound the same. They do. Yeah. All right. That's coming up tonight. Uh, Rick, thank you so much. We will check in with you again next weekend. You bet. Thanks, Joe. That is Rick Forchuk. He joins us every Sunday, letting us know what's happening in theaters as well as what's on the various streaming devices. Yes, The Simpsons, Tree House of Horror 28. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.